Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. It is so good to be able to talk to you once again for this very special episode. You know, I kind of say that a lot. All episodes are special to me. This thing's a labor of love. I love doing it, and I love being able to help you all hopefully uh, plan some great vacations, give you some amazing travel advice along the way, and I hope it works for you. And I would love to hear what you think. I would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are so willing to give me a five-star review, that would be awesome. If not, that is totally okay. So there's that shameless plug right out of the gate. Moving onward, this episode is about a very popular topic. We've done one before where we focus specifically on how to do Disney debt-free. We're going to revisit some of that advice in this episode, but also a lot of what we're going to talk about is more general as it relates to uh, kind of budgeting and saving for vacations and sort of how to make that fun, uh, how to make it practical, and how to plan a great experience that doesn't break the bank and that does not end up coming to bite you later on. So this is an important conversation that a lot of people should have and I think need to have before you ever start planning that trip itself. So I hope it's helpful for you. And again, I would love to know what you think. Feel free to leave that review or just send me an email. You'll see my email address in the comments and show notes. And uh, hopefully we'll have a great conversation together. So we'd love to learn from you. And would love to be able to report back on some of that as well if you are so willing. So thank you again for joining us. I do hope you have an amazing rest of your week whenever you're listening to this. And let's get into it, shall we? This is Travel Tips Tuesday. It is September the 15th, 2020. This is episode 90. And normally, I don't talk about this stuff when we're live, right? I may say something in sort of the pre-recorded, the the intro for the podcast version of it. Uh, You'll see recently I started kind of numbering the episodes because I was curious, right? I'd been doing this for a while and I was just like, you know, I never really numbered the episodes. I know a lot of podcasters do. Um, So I went back and looked and I counted from, you know, since before I was with Travel Nation, I was actually doing Travel Tips Tuesday from a business page that's no longer in existence, but I do have recordings of those episodes. So I went out back and counted painstakingly, tried to find each and every one of them. And lo and behold, we are 90 episodes in as of tonight. And I am actually working, here's our first sort of bit of news. I've been working on securing a very special guest for episode 100 that if you are a Disney fan at all, in the slightest, you will definitely want to tune in for episode 100. I'm going to be dropping some hints along the way as to who that might be. Um, but, you know, this is somebody, um, I don't want to really give too much away now, but this is somebody that has a lot to say. I'll just put it that way. And uh, it will be well, well worth your time. And really excited that he's going to jump on live with us for episode 100 uh, in about 10 weeks. So that'll be a lot of fun uh, to do. Some other news. uh, There are some great promotions from Disney Parks, Universal, different cruise lines, and all-inclusive resorts. So if you're looking um, at planning a trip to Disney or Universal, uh, or even some all-inclusive resorts, not all, but some all-inclusive resorts uh, do have some great promotions available. Uh, you know, some are family-focused, some are uh, you know more adult, you know, only focused. Uh, there is one great all-inclusive resort in the Florida Keys uh, that you know I would love to talk to you about if you're looking for something stateside. If you're in the U.S. Uh, and you're listening to this, there's a great all-inclusive to visit there where you don't have to have a passport and you can ex- you can experience some uh, amazing amenities along the way. So. You want to know about that? Let me know because, you know, we do 
things other than just Disney. And, you know, we don't charge any planning fees. I just want to make sure that you're going to have a great experience that you love. As of today, fall decor is up at the Magic Kingdom and Halloween-themed cavalcades are rocking and rolling. I saw a video today of one of my other favorite uh, Disney kind of podcasters and vloggers. They've actually been on Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, They were part of the series of guests that I had over the summer. Uh, Chris and Susan Edwards from Ear to Ear Magic. Shout out to them. Uh, They were in the parks uh, as Disney was sort of opening up the floodgate to their fall decor. So, you know, a lot of people were disappointed and still are. I kind of am that Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is not happening this year, but uh, there are lots of things that they are sprinkling in along the way. Lots of great food items that we spent at length talking about a couple of weeks ago, uh, and also some great uh, seasonal themed performances, including the Cadaver Dance. And you're probably like, well, what are you talking about cadavers? If you're not familiar, uh, the Cadaver Dance are the seasonal version of the traditional Dapper Dance, the barbershop quartet um, that you usually see on Main Street. They are decked out uh, for kind of the Halloween season. Uh, they do a lot of great performances. There's some of the live, some of the live performers performers rather can't talk tonight performers that were um that were furloughed for a while by disney for you know different reasons and uh, one of my friends that uh is one uh mr rob lott was on the podcast you know several weeks ago and uh, what a great conversation um right down the middle of main street usa and he had a lot to share and i'm very excited that he's getting to go back to work that he's been able to dip his toes in the water and some of the other ventures that uh that he's involved in in the performing arts um so kudos to him i know there are a lot of people in uh in disney in disney destinations kind of across the board especially the cruise lines um you know, that are in, in other theme parks and, and, and travel and tour destinations that are out of work. So, you know, they've had to file for unemployment. All different things are going on with them. Uh, but the travel industry is slowly coming back uh, carefully, intentionally, and, uh, you know, doing it with uh, as much care for employees, cast members, team members, and, and guests that, that are coming and wanting to experience, wanting to take a break, uh, and wanting to create some awesome new memories. And we at Travelmation are doing our best to stay on top of all the current guidelines. So if you have any questions about those, please reach out to me. If you're thinking about traveling to one specific place, even if it's like just a, you know, we can get away to the mountains or a beach trip, or, you know, you want to go visit the national parks, uh, or, you know, something other creative that you've come up with. And you're like, you know, I don't know you know, are our facial coverings required or they could be open or the hours change, uh, or they can be offering all the things they normally offer, whatever the destination is, feel free to ask me. We'd love to talk to you about that. And would love to help reduce the hassle of your travel planning. Uh, that is my number one goal to reduce that tra- hassle of your travel planning. So you can focus on the why of your trip. So, uh, the third thing, whatever we are in kind of our new segment tonight, uh, this is technically number three on my list, but you know, we kind of chase rabbits sometimes. So there we go. The third thing is the Walt Disney world parks are getting busier, but the crowds are still well within a limited capacity. So, uh, recently we had Labor Day weekend. So kind of the first, uh, major holiday weekend that we've had since the parks reopened. So the parks didn't reopen until a couple of weekends uh, after, a couple of weeks after July 4th. So this is really the first time that um, they, they've had to sort of test and understand the, the, the volume in more of a, I guess, 
uh, more of a way that sort of affects the direct capacity of, of ride attractions, of restaurants, of the theme parks themselves. Um, there were rep- some reports coming out that some of the universal parks I'm aware of did uh, reach capacity, um, you know, over that weekend. Uh, and there were some reports that came out that, uh, that were said that all of the park pass reservations for some of the Disney parks were completely gone for parts of Labor Day weekend. So, you know, it's good to see those systems being utilized. You know, Disney, you know, social distancing people, um, you do have to plan differently. So if you want to go to the parks, which I suggest doing, the wait times were not crazy. You know, and, and, and as I often say and warn people, usually pre COVID pre pandemic, I would always say typically towards the end of the day, especially ride times are inflated right now. Ride times are inflated. It's been proven time and time and time again, not just at night, but also during the day. Uh, so you may see for like Mickey Minnie's runaway railway, which is the newest attraction at the Walt Disney world resort, the newest ride attraction, uh, over at Disney's Hollywood studios. You know, there were ride times over Labor Day weekend that were posted at about 90 minutes when in reality, when in reality, it was only 60. Sometimes it would be 60. It would be closer to 45. So don't get too, you know, you know, too kind of wound up with that. Um, you know, there will be some wait times that you have to experience here and there, but normally they're going to be pretty reasonable, uh, especially with uh, some of the rides that have been around a while, some of your traditional favorites that you know uh, and you love. Uh, and Disney's doing the best job they can to take care of people and make sure they have an amazing and magical time creating some incredible memories. So I would love to help you experience that. I would love to help you save some along the way as well. As I mentioned, uh, episode 100 is coming up. Uh, if you know who that guest is, I have shared with a very limited group of people that uh, you know kind of listen to Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, some good friends of mine that are in a mastermind group uh, that I'm a part of. They kind of know uh, who this person uh, is, and uh, I'm really excited, so don't say anything. Uh, I kind of want it to be a surprise, but again, I'll be dropping hints along the way. Uh, also, the last bit of news is I signed my new contract with Travelmation last night. Uh, I just cannot stop gushing on how amazing an agency uh, that Travelmation is. It is led well with great intention, with great care, uh, for for every step of the way. They're also very innovative. Travelmation is doing uh, some things that are new to different parts of the travel industry, and they're doing, doing a lot of things that are uh, very well, and they're very strategic and wanting to serve guests uh, and clients uh, with the greatest of care. So, uh, you know, if I don't know an answer, I definitely know somebody who does. And, you know, we would love to be able to take care of you. We have very direct and close relationships uh, with the majority of our vendors. You know, if there's somewhere that you want to go that we're not currently connected with, we're going to figure out a way to get you there and figure out a way to make it happen. Uh, because we want to care for you. We want to make sure you have an incredible experience making some lifelong memories. So I uh, would love to talk to you about that. you have any questions? Let me know. So our topic for tonight, once again, is traveling debt-free. Why and how you can. Why and how you can. So I'm not really going to... I've got a lot of things on my list. We might talk about them, all of them. We might not. We'll see. So... Again, the question of the day is, aside from using credit card points, what are some creative ways you fund your vacations? Got a lot of um, you know, great answers earlier uh, in the uh, feed. So uh, it, was, it was great to kind of see that, and I appreciate your responses to that. Those of you that uh, offered those up, I'm going to discuss some of them, not all of them tonight uh, on this list. So just know that some of these ideas are original, some of them are not. Uh, and there are some of these that are on here that are pretty common, and I'm going to note those 
uh, and also kind of talk about some more creative uh, ideas. So um, again, traveling debt-free, why and how you can. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney, uh, but we're also going to address some kind of more common uh, topics along along the way. So here we go. All right, we're going to talk about the how first, not the why, but but the how. So let's get practical right off the bat here. Number one, and this was, I would say, one of the one of, if not the top response that I got earlier today, and that is using credit card points. Using credit card points. Now, there's a million different credit card companies that are out there, banks and stuff that offer some sort of, you know, uh, consumer credit pot product. I'm not a fan. I don't like them uh, for a number of different reasons, which I won't get into in detail tonight. Um, but just know that I'm, that's just not, you know, where I am. You know, I know that if, you know, I could, there are lots of different, you know, travel companies and, uh, you know, hotels and destinations, even Disney has the Disney Visa card, uh, you know, and, and others. That, that, that are there that are available. Some have annual fees, some don't, you know, the varying interest rates, varying reward program programs. Some have annual fees, some have booking fees when you want to use those reward points. So there's all these different things that you have to consider when using one. Now, if, if you're going to have a credit card, if you're going to have a credit card, especially when it relates to travel, I would only recommend ever having one if you can pay it off every single month. Because that debt will bite you. It's slow. It's steady. But it will bite you uh, when you least expect it. And nobody likes getting home from an amazing trip. Like, you know, a month later, you get this envelope in the mail. It's got the bank's name on it for your card. And you open it up and you're like, oh, so that's how much it costs. So, you know, it, sure, it gives us the ability to do things. But it can cloud our memories and can cloud our experience, even though that experience has kind of already been complete. And it's my goal to help people travel within their means, think creatively, which is why we're doing this episode. We've talked about it before, where we really went in depth on a debt-free Disney vacation. You can rewind back in podcast land and find that uh, if you like. If you can go to um, anchor.fm forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday, that's anchor.fm forward slash Travel Tips Tuesday. You can see all the different um, kind of podcast distributors that are out there, uh, iTunes, Spotify, you know, Google, all, a lot of those that are out there. We're going to be looking at getting um, Travel Tips Tuesday on Amazon's uh, podcast player as well. So that's number one, using credit card points. Just be careful, be intentional, only use one if you're able to pay it off without accruing interest because basically if you think about it you get that credit card for the reward points whatever you start accruing interest that interest a lot of times will end up defeating those rewards you get so it's it's a wash at the end of the day um ends up causing you more problems you know, then benefits at the end of the day. So number two, uh, moving on designated savings account. And this is, so this is where the money goes, right? A lot of people mention this. So they have a designated savings account. They have uh, automatic, you know, deduction set up or automatic uh, bank transfer set up, you know, whenever they get a, a paycheck, whenever payday comes, uh, you know, if it's like the first and 15th of the month or the last day of the month, whatever the case is, you know, a automatic bank transfer will take place where it goes from that account into, you know, whatever savings account you have, you know, you have set up, you know, different credit unions, different banks have different programs available um, for those kinds of things. But one thing that I will recommend you do, if, if you, if you have the ability to do this, not all banks and credit unions have this ability, but if you do have this ability, name your vacation savings account, something fun. Don't just put travel. Don't just put vacations, but, but put something down like memories. 
put something down like, uh, you know, put something down like w- whatever the event is. So like Disney Fund. Um, one of um, one of my friends commented earlier today. I think they named theirs like Mickey Fund or something like that. So name your savings account. Make it a member of your family. Treat it well, right? Uh, you know, check in on it every now and then. See how it's doing. Uh, it contribute contribute to it. Make sure it's well fed. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, just just have fun with that. Um, it's something fun you can do um, to kind of you know watch that sort of grow and um, kind of designate that money beforehand. And especially if you have those automatic transfers set up, uh, you're, you're not really going to notice it. So you're going to be living kind of below your means, below, you know, your actual income that's coming in. So you can have these great experiences, hopefully a few times a year. So that's number two. Number three is our tax return. So a lot of people will use their tax returns um, to, um, you know, help fund their vacations. So, you know, some people call that kind of the, the Uncle Sam savings and loan uh, program. So there's a lot of you know different ways to kind of look at that. Um, you can kind of kind of balance out maybe if you're really good with numbers and accounting and, you know, I'm not, you know, a CPA by any means. But if you could es- estimate your taxes well, uh, well in advance, you know, you might have the ability to kind of go ahead and gauge a about how much you might be getting back uh, before those taxes are filed. So uh, to kind of plan those plan those trips and vacations. So number four, uh, budgeted discretionary travel money per month and then additional amount you put back. So um, some people within their monthly budgets, and if you don't have a monthly budget, I highly suggest you have one, start one. There's a lot of great apps and programs out there. We use every dollar at our house. It's very easy to access. There's a free version and a paid version. Paid version syncs up with your bank accounts and gives you a bunch of other uh, uh, tools. So, um, again, budget discretionary travel money per month. So, if you travel regularly, you know whether it's for pleasure or for work, whatever it is, make sure you have that in there that that's accounted for every month. The other thing that you can do, so that's a active kind of monthly expense. The other thing you can do is a savings, the automatic deductions that we've already talked about. So you have your budget money you're actually using every month, and then you have your budget, you know, your travel money that you're setting aside every month. Um, so some people like to do that, um, you know, especially if uh, you have family, you travel a lot, you may have to go check in on friends or loved ones, whatever the case is. You're, you know, you, you might have to drive out of town long distance once or twice a month to check on somebody. Those are the kinds of things I'm talking about. Um, you know, so or you could, you know, if you don't use that money, bank it, throw it in savings with the rest of it. So um, there's a lot of different things that you can do with that. Number five, uh, we've already talked about automatic, automated automated. There's my accent coming out. Automated, uh, automated direct deposits every month. So we addressed that. Number six is the old coin jar slash five-gallon water jug slash decanter slash giant plastic crayon or plastic Coke bottle method, right? So basically some sort of form of a piggy bank pretty much uh, where you're dropping coins and cash in. But uh, the only thing I would say about that, it's it's kind of a great um, way to sort of slowly build up, but we're we're slowly moving towards uh, a more cashless society, especially, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, uh, Disney destinations and several other places are encouraging you. And some places, especially some of the quick service restaurants, um, you know, mobile ordering is required. So you have to use some sort of form of electronic payment, uh, either a, a credit card or debit card that's attached to your My Disney Experience account if you're at Disney specifically. Uh, you know, Universal has mobile ordering set up. There are a lot of places, uh, even a lot of your local fast food restaurants that you know and you love have mobile ordering available. 
So, uh, and that's just to reduce, you know, kind of contact handing cards over cash or whatever the case is. So there are a lot of different ways to make that work. Um, and if you have questions about that, you know, feel free to, you know, let me know, especially when it's kind of specific to whatever travel destination you may be thinking or dreaming about. So moving from kind of cash more towards a cashless transaction um, is, is, is kind of something to think about when you're going on your next, uh, your next trip for sure. Number seven, side hustle. So uh, at one point in my life, I had not one, not two, not three, but four side hustles, not just like my full-time job, but, uh, but, but side hustles that I had to, to help actively pay down the, the debt that we had accrued for, from life emergencies and kind of, you know, medical debt and different things uh, that came along the way in our life. And, uh, I didn't like doing that. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Like I like being a husband. I like being a father. I like being present around my friends and my family and, and sort of fully where I am. So it drove me nuts. Right. Um, you know, I had some people call me on it. Um, and you know, we, we had to trim back. So, and, and, and I did, there are a lot of those things I'm not doing anymore. I'm not, I just kind of said, you know, uh, we're not doing that. We've reached these milestones kind of where we're at in our life, been able to pay off, you know, the car note and different things. Um, and very thankful for that and the tools we were given and the opportunities we were given, but I don't recommend becoming consumed with your side hustles if you can completely, uh, avoid it. So some people love it. You know, it's, it's that passion. It's that thing that sort of drives you and gives you that oomph to get up in the morning, uh, and face your, face your regular job. So, you know, there's a lot of different, different opportunities out there for you. Um, so side hustles are a great way, uh, whether you have a t-shirt business, like somebody mentioned, or you mow lawns or, you know, you babysit your college student, whatever the case is, a lot of different things you could do. Number eight, bonus checks. So uh, bonus checks, if you have different incentive programs with your employer, uh, put those bonus checks back, right? Don't necessarily automatically lump them into your expected monthly budget. Uh, there are a number of different things you could do with them, you know, college savings, um, but also, you know, vacation savings, travel savings um, or as well. Uh, you know, Christmas uh, kind of holiday bonuses sort of are coming up on that season of the year. Uh, That's another thing to think about as well. You know, just Go ahead and designate that money. Go ahead and plan that in your head. You know, if, if you don't have some big, you know, thing coming up where you're going to need that, put it aside for travel, Put a, or maybe just put a little bit aside uh, for your next travel experience. Uh, number nine, bundle travel. So you'll see bundle deals out there everywhere. Uh, one of the most recent Disney promotions is actually a uh, a bundled promotion. So, you know, I was able to save a client well over $1,000 on um, their trip. And um, I could I could show you sort of the standard rates versus what uh, these two promotions were saving. And the one that the promotion that saved the most was actually the one where you bundled, you know, parks and tickets together. Uh, so there are a lot of opportunities to do that, not just at Disney destinations, but again, uh, at all inclusives, maybe you sort of bundle your flights together with that experience or, uh, you know, again, it's another trip that you're looking at. Maybe it's a road trip and you want a rental car instead of driving, um, your own car, you drive the rental car, um, get a little bit better experience that way you bundle the rental car with your destination experience. So there's a number of different things that you could do, uh, to kind of save that way. Bundling is a great, great way to save. Uh, also number 10, watching your food expenditures. So these can add up, these can add up big time. So especially your snacks, um, so, uh, you, at Disney specifically to talk about this one destination, um, you can at Walt Disney world, you can bring your own food items into the park. 
right? You can bring your own drinks into the park. Now, there are some restrictions like um, as far as like ice and coolers and, and things like that. So just be aware of that. You can't bring, you know, that big old massive, you know, six foot long cooler that you go hunting with or whatever in Disney parks. But, um, there are some, you know, within reason, some restrictions that, uh, will allow you to bring things in the park. Uh, one of my old favorites to bring in the park were uncrustable PB and J sandwiches, man, you freeze those things, uh, during a hot day, halfway through, they're mostly thawed something about a cold uncrustable when, uh, it's, you know, 90 something degrees outside at a Disney park just is, is, is refreshing. So, uh, I still crave my corn dog nuggets and uh, and and theme park burgers and theme park barbecue <laughs> and some amazing table service restaurants. Some of the best steaks I've ever had in my life were at some Disney Disney table service restaurants. So a lot of great food experiences out there beyond uh, beyond fast food. So just be aware of the be aware of that and how you can keep t- take care of yourself. So you know we know dining plans are currently not being offered at Walt Disney World parks. Um, I have a lot of folks that are interested in that. Um, they've been said they've been put on pause, so they're not permanent. They haven't been permanently removed, uh, but for the foreseeable future, uh, at least most likely definitely through the end of of 2020, uh, hopefully we'll see them come available sometime again in 2021. Um, And we'll we'll look and see how we can save there and maximize your dining plan experience when those times come. So, and the last point for, this is number 11, I think, uh, of how, again, our topic tonight is traveling debt-free, why and how you can. Uh, Our last point is this, buy gift cards at a discount. Buy gift cards at at a discount. This is probably one of, if not the most popular piece of sort of money-saving tips that I that I recommend to people and people are like well you know, how can I do this do you have any extra sort of tips bonus points on how I can save well you can use Disney gift cards to play to pay for basically almost any uh, Disney destination vacation so and you can go to places like Costco uh, Sam's Club I think um, maybe BJ's kind of warehouse if you have one of those near you um, or target and go use a target red card and go to target and you could save a certain percentage uh, off of gift cards that can kind of all those places I named um, you can buy them say they, re- they retain their value say you spend 400 and say 80 something dollars on a um, $500 gift card you're saving say 16 bucks but if you're spending say four or five grand that 16 bucks uh, can add up, you know, it can get a, add up to a meal or two or, you know, a handful of souvenirs or snacks, whatever it is, and kind of save you along the way. So the one thing I will say about gift cards, specifically Disney gift cards, is this. If for some reason you have to be refunded, uh, that refund will go back to the original form of payment, which in that case, if you're using Disney gift cards, it would be the gift card. So uh, I had a friend, and I've mentioned this story a couple of times before, who went to Walt Disney World maybe a couple of years ago or so, and uh, they used they had planned their trip and planned to use gift cards, uh, but lost it, had to get a refund, uh, and that refund went back to the original gift card number that it was paid with. So what they ended up doing, luckily, uh, they had actually combined their gift cards. So you can take gift card amounts. Um, for, you know, varying, you know, from, you know, a dollar all the way up to, you know, I think a thousand dollars is the maximum amount you can put on a Disney gift card. You can combine Disney gift cards at DisneyGiftCard.com. It's, it's a legit official Disney website. 
DisneyGiftCard.com. You can combine them there onto one gift card. And when you do that, uh, it keeps a record of all the different gift card numbers that you've entered in. So you kind of by default, you're tracking your gift card numbers there. So what he ended up doing is he went and bought a new Disney gift card, put a minimal amount on it, loaded it to his new DisneyGiftCard.com account, and transferred the money that was put on the lost gift card back onto the one that he had. So he still had his had his money that way. So that's a great little sort of travel Disney gift card hack. I highly suggest doing that uh, if you're going to pay for a Disney destination trip. Again, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Walt Disney World, uh, you know some of the others that are out there and available. Make sure you register those gift cards at DisneyGiftCard.com. Um, so you can do that whether you buy them kind of direct at a grocery store, at a Target, Walmart, or at a wholesaler at a discount. So that's part of the how. So that's a lot of how you can save. Let's talk about why. We're not going to spend a lot of time here, but I hope what I do say will impact you and maybe cause you to think a little bit. So let's talk about why. So why should you, sorry about the paper wrestling for podcast folks. Um, let's talk about why you should travel debt-free. Right? Why is that important? And we've already mentioned a few of these things. Uh, I think we might revisit them a little bit. The big why is this. I'm going to go ahead and give you my number one reason up front. Uh, the big why is, 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 well, you should live debt-free first of all. Otherwise, the 11 plus things we just talked about on how you could save won't make any sense. In some cases, you know, they could be a wash or they could, uh, you know, cloud your ability to save. So if, if you're living debt-free, you'll be able to, you know, live more generously. Uh, you'll be able to do more for other people. You'll be able to do more for the people you care about in your own family. So just be aware of be aware of that as you're kind of planning and making making life decisions. I'm not a I'm not a life coach per se. Uh, you know, there's some things that I do uh, in my life and my career, my careers that I'm involved in um, that do involve giving people sort of a, a advice and coaching them through different situations. But again, back to my own personal story, I mentioned earlier at one point I had four jobs trying to aggressively aggressively pay off debt because I was sick of having that albatross around my neck. Right. So we, we had to make excuses, excuses on why we couldn't go on kind of certain trips. We had to dial back on the things that we were able to do. Um, you know, I had to spend more time away from my family so that, you know, we can take care of this crazy thing that we call debt. Uh, you know, live below your means, celebrate life well, definitely and go on fun adventures, but do it debt free. There's a lot of creative ways to think about that. If you have more questions or you're like, man, I don't really get that. I don't really believe that. Um, message, direct message me, please message me on social email me. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, you'll see my email there. I would love to talk to you more creatively, kind of more specifically about your situation and how I can help you through that. Uh, number two, again, that credit card bill that hits you when you come back and that interest that might come with it can sting and it can water down the memories of your experiences. My number one goal in travel planning is to make sure that you can create lasting memories. Um, those things are so important. You know, I've talked to people over and over again who have experienced Disney parks and other travel experiences uh, with loved ones that, that have passed on uh, just recently. Maybe even yesterday I was talking about uh, to someone, I can't remember who it was, uh, about uh, some trips to uh, the, the national parks out west uh, with my dad's parents uh, who, who have passed away. And we have some amazing memories of when my siblings and I were, were kids of going out and visiting these amazing 
amazing parts of our country. Uh, and our grandparents are right there with us. We have some great pictures, and we even have some journals. We had to journal in order to get spending money uh, for for the trip. So, if, you know, for parents out there that are listening, don't just give your kid a gift card or money. Like, make them or you know, make, allow them to have a little bit of skin in the game. If you want to spoil them, sure, I get that. You know, spoil your kids, give them something. You know, that's, that's, that's what parents do. I am one times four. So <laughs> I get it. But uh, sometimes you allow them to create some great memories and have something to look back on like like we did with those journals. So um, don't don't water down your experience by going into a crazy amount of debt. Um, it's, it's not worth it. Um, number three, so this is kind of a disclaimer because I get, I absolutely get, and I did not want to leave this out. I get that not all debt is the same. Again, I'm not a financial guru, but sometimes there are things like non-elective medical debts or uh, debts that happen because of other life emergencies. I get that. I've been through some. I understand what that's like to live that. But there are certain uh, choices we can make in our life to make, you know, make those things a little bit easier to kind of walk through with. The, the debt that I'm talking about or is, is, or rather is the kind of debt that is avoidable, you know, and by, by avoiding that, those kinds of things, it can help you dream about things like different life goals you have. And maybe one of those life goals are some amazing travel experiences where you create some amazing memories and you don't have to worry about the weight of bad choices, bad financial choices you've made in the past. So I don't want your travel experience to be a bad financial choice. I want you to love it. I want you to be able to live it fully. I want you to be able to have an amazing, incredible time. So uh, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I, I hope that you've gotten a lot out of it. Again, this is a pretty popular topic. I would love to hear back from you if you have any questions. Again, feel free to message me on Facebook, uh, you know, comment on uh, this comment feed, uh, send me an email. Uh, we'll love to chat with you there. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about momcations. So again, next week, we're going to talk about momcations. That's right. Moms, stay at home, work from home, homeschool parents. This one, this episode specifically is for you. What is a momcation? Why is it important? And why am I all of a sudden making lots of husbands mad at me for mentioning this or bringing it up? No. Um, so we'll get into that. We'll share some of that next week. I may even bring my wife on for a bit to talk about why that's important. Um, and we'll look forward to that conversation. So thank you so much again for tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday this week. And we hope to see you next week. Have a magical time this week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.